This is part three now of our focus on Ephesians 4, 30-32. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We spent the last two sessions on that verse, and now we'll spend the next two sessions here. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. So there's the negative. Put that away. Instead, the positive says negative is positive. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So we're going to focus on not the how-to this time. We'll do that next time. How do you do this putting away and this being here? What's actually involved? If you're an angry person, how do you stop being angry? That's what we'll talk about next time. But this time, I just want to get at what is the nature of the attitude here that we're supposed to get rid of and the alternative here and what's the root of those. So, Father, these are huge because anger is ready to show its ugly head very quickly in most of our lives. We get crossed, we get frustrated, we get disappointed, we get offended, we get hurt in many ways, and anger is ready at hand for many of us. Some have a hair trigger, some are a little more slow, but this is a huge issue that Paul is dealing with. Help us, oh, give us victory over our sinful anger, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice. Do you, whenever I see a list like that, I wonder, is there an order? Are they in a sequence that has a significance? And as I've pondered these, I've thought, well, these are all internal. They haven't, sh they haven't come out yet in some kind of behavior. Your, your soul is bitter. Your, your mind, your heart are wrathful and angry. Clamor means sh a shouting match. Literally, that's what, if you look that up in the dictionary in Greek, it's, they say it's a shouting match. I've heard these outside my house in the city a lot. Um, slander goes beyond the shouting match to now you're shouting to others false things about the people that you're angry at. So you've moved from shouting at each other to lying about each other, putting each other down, saying false accusations against each other. So let all that be put away with all malice. Now, as I've tried to think, is there any sequence here? I don't think so. Maybe there is, but I just don't know what it is. Maybe you can figure it out. But if I look at Colossians, now put them all away. Anger and wrath. Now there, anger and wrath are reversed in the order that you see them here, wrath and anger. And similarly, uh, malice and slander are reversed. Malice comes first, slander comes last, whereas here, malice is last, slander is here. So the least we can say, I think, 
is that Paul doesn't have a fixed uh, configuration in his mind of how these things should always be said, which leads me to think then that this piling up of words that are all very similar, bitterness, wrath, and anger, are very difficult to distinguish. I think the point is to intensify the seriousness of this kind of problem that we have. So I'm not inclined to think that there is an order here unless it might be that bitterness is the deepest settling in, and then it came from wrath, which came from anger, but that seems to me to be stretching it. I'm rather given to say all three of those are summing up the seriousness of anger, wrath, and bitterness, all that kind of internal seething that the human heart is is capable of. So that heart gives rise to this shouting match, gives rise to this deception, and notice this, with all malice. As though to say, when you give way to wrath and anger, and you start letting it take control of your mouth, and your mouth turns into a deceitful and lying mouth about the person you're angry with, it unleashes all kinds of malice that go with it. Get that idea? It's like Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. In other words, flowing from a hot temper that turns into words comes all kinds of strife in relationships, in a marriage, in parenting, in churches, in businesses, or Proverbs 29:22, a man of wrath stirs up strife, and one given to anger causes much transgression. That's the idea here, I think, when he says, put these all away, and with them, get rid of all the malice that goes with them. Now, the alternative to this negative is this positive, be kind to one another, forgive. So one expression of kindness and goodwill and a good attitude and a desire to do, be a blessing to others rather than make their lives hurt or miserable. One evidence of it or one expression of it is forgiving them. And in between this general statement of kindness and this specific form of kindness called forgiveness is this beautiful word, tender-hearted, which means that since tender-heartedness is the root of kindness in an outward expression and forgiveness in an outward expression, it's probably then what's missing when this is in charge. When, when anger and wrath and bitterness and clamor and slander have taken over your soul, it's because this is not predominant. Now, do you remember in the preceding context what the opposite of this was just a few verses ago? Tenderhearted. Let's go back and look at it. It's in chapter, it's uh, verses 17 and 18 of this cha same chapter. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, 
that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. And where does it all come from? Due to the hardness of their heart. This is our great problem. We've talked about it before. And now here we have the opposite of it in tenderheartedness. All kinds of malice, slander, clamor come from bitterness and wrath that are rooted in a hard heart rather than a tender heart. So the big challenge is we're told to put all of this stuff away. Let it be taken away from you. And we're told to be kind, be tenderhearted, be forgiven, forgiving. So next time we ask the really miraculous question, or it has a miraculous answer at least, how in the world do we get rid of bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander and malice? How do we become kind people and forgiving people when we're so hardwired, maybe for decades, to be angry people? That's where we go next.